customs of the tabernacle. Praise the Lord. Whew, sold out. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. And the Lord will confirm his word in the mouths of two or three witnesses. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse number one. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of, of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another difference kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills I want to talk this morning from the thought God's wisdom for the gospel work God's wisdom for the gospel work father thank you for this opportunity to stand in this holy place and to proclaim your holy word. Father, I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit that I might speak under your anointing and according to your anointing and say what you want said and nothing more, nothing less. I pray to God for uh, your anointing to be upon your people, that yokes will be destroyed and our lives and burdens removed and we'll be effective in the work that you've called us to do. Thank you for this opportunity now. Thank you for this waiting congregation. Speak to us, Lord. We need to hear from you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. We thank you, Father. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. God's wisdom for the gospel work. Amen. Hallelujah. Last Sunday, we talked about having the mind to work. Having the mind to work. And we talked about the gospel work. A lot of times, we've talked about the kingdom of God and working in the kingdom, and I don't know that that registers with everybody. The Lord laid it on my heart to talk to you about having a mind to work in the gospel ministry, that, 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 that we should, as the body of Christ, be engaged in the ministry. There should be no people sitting on the sidelines and nobody doing nothing, but everybody should be engaged if you're born of the Spirit of the Lord. And so this week in, in my devotions, I was reading, and uh, the Lord began to show me some things in the Old Testament about how, how, David, how David ordered uh, the, 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 the work for worship, ordered the Levites uh, so that they could be just divided up. The devotion was talking about divisions, uh, and it talked about the negative divisions in the church and how sometimes in the church there's confusion and splits and what have you, but the positive divisions that we see in the scriptures as we look in the book of Chronicles, I think around chapter 14 uh, through 16, or maybe it was 24 through 26, we see how David divided up the Levites so that, so that the work of the ministry, well, they wouldn't have called it ministry then, but the work of the tabernacle would be taking care of the work of worship. And we know that David is a type of Christ. So when we look at David, we see, we see Jesus. 
as we look forward. We see types and shadows in the Old Testament. So David will be a type of Christ. And, and so we come to the New Testament, and, and we come to salvation, and we come to, to Jesus dying on the cross. But even before he dies on the cross, he says, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And, and I preached a sermon many years ago, and I talked about Jesus building the church and how in each generation that building is still going on. All right, that building is still going on. So in our generation, the building is still going on. And one of the things, and I want us to hear this clearly, one of the things that, that I've discovered is that we find meaning in life and fulfillment in life uh, when we're living out our God-given purpose. Okay, And God does not give you purpose just to work for IBM or Bank of America or Wells Fargo or whatever company you work for. He doesn't give you purpose just to teach in the school system. Amen? If you're there, you're there for his purposes to glorify him and to spread the gospel message because wherever we are, we should be spreading the gospel message. I am a Christian in Walmart. I'm a Christian in, in, in Coles. I am a Christian in Publix. I am a Christian, amen, when I'm on the airplane flying to Africa. I am a believer everywhere I am, and I have a responsibility everywhere I go. I am not excused from my Christian responsibility just because I'm buying grocery. Nor am I excused for my Christian responsibility just because I'm a corporate, uh, I'm, a, I'm an executive uh, in corporate America. Amen. God put me there for a purpose, but then it's not just to be used in corporate America. God brings you back into the church because the book of Hebrews does say, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some. So we should never forsake the assembly of the saints. Amen. Amen. Christ has established church. The church is the agency of the kingdom because the kingdom of God is wherever the rule of God is. And if Christ really rules in your heart, you're in his kingdom. Amen. And you are subject to him. You may not get everything right, but your desire is to do what the Lord wants you to do. Amen. And so if you're in the kingdom, then he has brought you into the church. Amen. And he intends for you to work in the church. Amen. In the parameters of what we call church in this world. And we find meaning and we find purpose in life when we serve through the church. Amen. Amen. You find meaning. And when I was a, when I was a little, when I was, I got, gave my life to Jesus at 10 years old, one of the greatest things that I wanted to do, I wanted to be an usher and I wanted to be in the choir. Amen. And you can keep me off the floor on the second Sunday of, I think the second Sunday every month, I was on the floor in my usher uniform with my badge on, proud to be an usher in the house of the Lord. Now it's hard to get people to serve as ushers. I don't understand that. You know, amen. And, and, and you know, I love to sing, and I, it's, sometimes I, I'll get off base, off tune sometimes. But that's okay. Amen. I'll sing going to feed the hogs. Amen. My dad had hogs. Amen. So in the morning when I had to feed the hogs, I'd be singing down the pathway to feed the hog. I'd be singing to the field. I mean, I just love to sing. So I wanted to be in the choir, and I grew up in the church. Well, you couldn't do that unless you were a member of the church. So I wanted to be in the church so I could be a part of what, God's was, what God was doing. Amen. And I'll tell you what. I tell you what, amen, I promised the Lord, when, and you heard me say this, I said, look, Lord, when I get my driver's license, because we have service first and second and fourth Sunday, when I get my license, I'm going to be in worship every Sunday. Amen. And so one day, one day I was in college, and I went to see my girlfriend, not my wife, you know, that was my college girlfriend. <laughs> she married somebody else now, you know. But anyhow. So I went to see my girlfriend on, 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 on after Christmas, and on my way back down in Hemingway, South Carolina, some of y'all don't know where Hemingway is, way down yonder, like, what's the name of that place? Wakanda, South Carolina. <laughs> oh, boy. My car broke down on the way back. And it was it was Jul it was December thirty first, and I'm trying to get back to get back to Blair so I could be in church. My heart was broken. Cause my car broke down, I couldn't get back to be in worship. 
So I don't understand, I really don't understand when folk don't want to be in worship. You know, that's just something that's beyond me. You know, people don't want to be in worship, but you know, my wife got mad at me one time. We were on vacation. I had to find the church. <laughs> Glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody say amen. She, she wanted to do something else, and I, and I didn't want to do it. That's okay, you know. We, we grow. I think she wanted to play putt-butt. I don't know what. <laughs> but I found purpose. I found meaning, amen, in, in being a part of what God is doing. And I, I never, I don't think I, I, I ever wrapped my mind around centered in on this, this is just church, it was what God was doing, you know, and God is, God is moving in his church, you know, and I, and I, and I see things, I've, I've, I've grown, I understand uh, things much more than I understood when I was younger, but I wanted to be a part of what God was doing, you know, and, and, and so this became my life, and I found purpose, and I found meaning in this, amen? And, 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 I, and I realized that, 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 that I wasn't going to find meaning uh, uh, in the nightclub. I, I wasn't going to do that, you know? I wasn't going to find meaning just working somewhere, you know? I, I quit a job one time because I couldn't go to revival meeting. I did. I asked the man to let me off. I was working second shift. And he would not give me a day. Somebody else had agreed to work in my place. And he would not allow me off. But I was in college. Now, I don't advise you to do that if you got a family to take care of. I do not advise you to do that. I advise you to go to work. Amen. And people. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I quit. I said, mm -mm -mm -mm. I'm going to church. Amen. I'm going to church. The Lord will make a way. And he made a way, but I was in college. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. So, you know, and, and, and so when, when, when you are, listen, it's not just going to church. It is fulfilling the will of God that you find meaning and you find fulfillment in life. Now, listen to this. If Jesus says, Upon this rock, I will build my church. Let's not even deal with the gates of hell right now. Do you not believe that you being, a, you being born again and, a, and, and in Christ Jesus, that being a part of his church is the will of God? It is the will of God. And if the scripture says, don't forsake the assembly, assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some, some of y'all fit in that some, amen, you forsake a whole lot, amen, not because you're working, just because sometimes you get up in the morning, you decide, well, I just don't feel like driving that far this morning. And you forsake the assembly. But is that the will of God? The will of God is for you to be a part. Is it the will of God, amen, amen, that, that you engage in the gospel work? And so we have to see this, not just as going to church, but this has been a part of the gospel work. Amen. Being a part of the gospel work. And in the preparation for the gospel work, you got you to... Gotta, you got to let me throw a plug in here for 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 uh, for our singers, amen. Because you're a part of the Levitical priesthood, all of us are part of Levitical priesthood, and you know you have to be able to come and you know practice and you know be accountable. And when you're supposed to let uh, the minister of music know that you 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 you're not going to be present, you should just take the time to send a text. You know you should really do that. You know I appreciate those people who text me on Sunday and say, Pastor, I'm not going to be in worship today. I really appreciate that. that. That means a whole lot. And I can write back and say, thank you, have a blessed day. I can't say that for folks that don't text me and say I'm not going to be there. I can't. I might pray. But, <laughs> but I will pray more specifically when I, when I hear from you because I'm expecting to see you. Do you understand? I'm not saying I don't pray for you. I pray for you all the time. But, but when, I, when I'm expecting to see you on Sunday, then I know that we're going to pray for you because you're in the worship. You're here. But when you're not here and I don't know where you are, you may be off my mind that day. But when I get a text, 
I know to pray for you. But it's a part of the, the will of God. It's a part of the will of God. It's a part of the way God has ordered things for this gospel work. Because you just don't start working. You got to be raised up. You got to be trained. Amen? You got to be trained. You, 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 you. I know the scripture says that you have an unction from the Holy Spirit. You don't need anybody to teach you. But he wasn't saying that you don't need anybody to teach you in the sense that you're going to get everything on your own. You can pick up this Bible and you can read something and be totally off base until you're raised up in studying the Word of God, until you've received some training and some teaching. So then you know that if God placed in the church teachers, he intended for you to sit under teachers. Amen. He intended for you to be taught. Amen? And those of us who are teachers need to be trained up so we'll know how to teach. And we know what to teach. And we need to know line upon line, precept upon precept. We need to know how to, how to, how to rightly divide the word of truth. We need to know how, to, how, how God has ordered the church. You know, we need to know. We need to be able to look back in the Old Testament and look into the New Testament and see how God has put all of this together. And we need to see what is passed on and what is not for today. Because a lot of people are doing things that's not for today, putting it in today that it shouldn't be put in today. And that's for another day. Amen. Amen. Let me go on and preach what the Lord gave me right here. You know, because I said only what you say, Lord. So, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. So once we become saved, we become part of the church, the agency of the kingdom. The Lord rules and reigns in our hearts. It is, not, it is not for me to say, God, I am not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to be a part of your church. It is not for me to say, God, I'm going to sit down on my gifts. It is not for me to say that because Jesus is Lord. Jesus rules. They are his gifts that he's put inside of me. Actually, time belongs to him. Amen. So, so then when I'm supposed to be somewhere and the time belongs to him, I don't decide, God, I'm not going to do that because this is your time. I don't take the money that the Lord gives me and use it all on myself because the money belongs to the Lord. And the Lord has said, bring the tithes and the offerings into the storehouse that I might be meeting my house. I don't take my money and pay my bills with it and forget about God because it's not my money. It's not my money. It's the Lord's money. And really, you know, people, some people, you know, get on this kick about tithing not being in the New Testament. Well, in the New Testament, guess what the Bible says? It all belongs to God. So every time you get a paycheck, you should bring the whole paycheck because it belongs to God. Because your job is not your source. God is your source. So <laughs> let's do it God's way. Let's bring 10% and the offering. And God lets you have the 80% or 90% to pay your bills and live on. But God is still your source. And, and ultimately, when you hear this, and I know that kind of sounds kind of harsh, but when you hear this, all God is saying is, I want you to trust me. I want you to trust me. All right? Because you're not making enough money to pay all of the bills you've created. God didn't create the bills. Mm -mm. He didn't. You created him. Say, I created him. You know you did. Just tell the truth and shame the devil. God, all God is saying is, I want you to trust me. So I want you to trust me with your gifts and your abilities. You know, you say, yeah, but God, I got to work with people if I join the church. Uh, check yourself. Are you a person? I don't see any bugs in here. I don't, I, don't see, I don't see any dogs or cats. I see people. You know, so, so you know, I, I've experienced times when there have been people I've not wanted to work with, but then I thought about it. I'm a person too. And just like I might get vexed with people, people get vexed with me. Y'all get vexed with me all the time. You don't have to tell me. I know. Woo, thank God for grace. Somebody say thank God for grace. 
You know, you know, we, we, we got to get past, I don't want to work with this person, that person. Come on, let's work together. This is the kingdom. This is the church of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus said, upon this rock, upon this rock of faith, I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We are part of the church. Now, now when something is being built, all right, when they got ready to build this building, the things that they brought here was for the building. Okay, everything was important. The blocks, the cement, the water, uh, the pipes, amen, the electrical lines, uh, 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 the wood, the metal framing, everything, the nails, the screws, the architect, the contractor, the masons, everything was important in the building. Somebody say everything. So if Jesus is saying, upon this rock, I will build my church, then he's saying that every gift that I've given is important in the building. Every ability that I've given is important in the building. Amen? Amen. So when we look at God's wisdom for the gospel work, what God has placed in his church is important for the building. Everything. Somebody say everything. Amen. Every gift is important. Now, I'm not going to preach about the gifts this morning. I know you thought I was when I read the scripture. I'm not going to particularly preach about the gift, but several things the Lord showed me, and uh, I'm going to share that with you, and I'll be done. Okay? So, uh, the other thing that the Lord showed me is all of this is about the work of God. It's all about the work. Somebody says it's all about the work. It's not about title nor is it about position. It's about the work. It's about the work. Churches have split up over titles and positions. People have fallen out with one another over titles and positions. Folk don't speak to one another. I'm talking about people who quote-unquote are in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. What Jesus is supposed to be Lord of their lives and folk walking around saying that they're born again and saved and they got a grudge in their heart against somebody. Is Jesus the Lord of your, your life and you're mad at somebody? You got a grudge against somebody and you said Jesus is Lord? He's not Lord. You, you put yourself back on the throne. You just pushed the Lord off the throne in your life and put yourself back on the throne. And you said, God, it's my way. I got a right to feel like I feel. You don't have a right. You've been born of the Spirit of Almighty God, created in the image and the likeness of God. You belong to him. You no longer have a right. But that's, a, that's, that's what has happened. Churches are split up. Folk mad at one another. Not talking to one another. In the church, they said, Jesus is Lord. Hmm. This is not about any of this. This is about the work. Somebody says about the work. And, and, and if you are a nail that's supposed to be on a board... You need to be in that board. If you are simply a screw that's supposed to hold that bracket in place, that's holding that speaker, you need to be in your place. Amen. If you're just the glue under the carpet that's supposed to hold the carpet down, you should be in your place. Now, just think about it. When you're not in your place, if you're the screw that's supposed to hold that monitor up or that speaker up, and you're not in your place, after a while, one screw out of place could eventually cause that thing to fall down and hurt somebody. I don't know how much clearer I can make it. You know, if you're not, if you're the glue under the carpet and you're not where you're supposed to be and the carpet comes up and somebody walks along one day and trips over that carpet, 
Somebody got hurt because you weren't in your place. Maybe you weren't in your place because you, well, I'm just a glue. I'm insignificant. Nobody sees me because I'm the glue. I'm under the carpet. I'm the screw. I'm behind the speaker. I really want to be the speaker so I can be seen. But it's not about being seen. It's not about title or position. It is about the work. Somebody says about the work. It's about me being where I'm supposed to be, doing what I'm supposed to be doing so that I can be a blessing in the way God wants me to be a blessing. And that's where I find fulfillment. That's where I find happiness when I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Guess what? Because when I start trying to do what I'm not supposed to be doing, then I'm going to mess up and I'm going to feel bad because I got out of place and I made myself look like a pure fool doing stuff I had no business doing. How many of y'all want to come on Sunday morning and have me on the keyboard? You want to come on worship on Sunday morning and have me on the keyboard? Put your head down. Because that will be a mess. You hear me? I don't even, I barely know what middle C is. I do know what middle C is, but anyhow. That would be a pure mess. Are you understanding me? So let me do what I'm supposed to be doing. We need God's wisdom concerning his work. Because this is about the work. It's about the work. It's about the work. When, I, when, I, when we travel, even here, when I'm ordaining pastors and ministers, when I go overseas and I'm ordaining pastors and ministers, I hear Paul saying to, to Titus to ordain elders in every city. Why are you ordaining elders in every city? For the work. Somebody say for the work. When I was moderator of the association, when I became moderator and people got angry with me because what I did was I said, unless, unless your pastor wants you ordained and you are being ordained for a purpose, we are not ordaining you. One pastor cussed me out. And then the man he ordained, because we wouldn't do it, stays the coup in the church and tried to put him out of the church. I said, mm. 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 That was a purpose. That was a purpose in what the Lord led me to do. Because here we have all of these people who walk around with ordination certificates doing nothing. Doing nothing. So we can walk around and say, I'm reverend somebody. And then we get to the place where I'm bishop and an apostle and I'm mad at you because you don't call me by my title. Well, my mama named me Alfred. Bishop is a title. So if you call me Alfred, why am I going to get mad? Of course, in the black community, it's disrespectful for you to call your pastor by the, by the first name. But why would I get mad? Why would I get angry? When you just, if you grew up with me, if my, what I look like in my house telling my sisters, my brothers, don't call me Alfred, call me Bishop. So all of my classmates and friends, when, they, when we meet, I don't expect them to call me Bishop. We grew up together. They knew me before. They knew me when. But here we are in the church now, and I understand some spiritual things behind us. But, here we, but still, God does not expect us to be angry with people and respond negatively. I literally got a phone call from somebody one day because this brother who called this man's wife by her first name, and they grew up together. Her husband called me and said he disrespected her. He called her by her first name. That's what he knew. Where did we come from? Where we've gotten to in the body of Christ? Gee, I told you before, Jesus was not Apostle Jesus. Peter was not Apostle. We put the title Apostle with a capital A. Here we are in the church today. We are angry about titles and we are not doing the work. Somebody says about the work. Do the work. You run it up for a title and a position. There's work to be done. Do you literally know what the title apostle means? It literally means missionary. Sent one. Sent one. Sent one. So how many missionaries we got in here? 
Y'all not answering me. <laughs> Amen. So let's do the work. Let's go into the hedges and the highways. Don't forget the title. Let's go into the hedges and the highways and do the work. Somebody was telling me about prophesying. I said, well, just prophesy. Don't get mad at your pastor. Just prophesy. Somebody have a word they want to give them, come and tell me. And if I sense it, it should be given to the church. I say, go ahead. Don't be getting mad at your pastor. He don't allow prophecy in the church. Maybe you need to talk to him. You don't know what he allows. And if he doesn't allow it, there's a reason he doesn't allow it. Because he is over the church. Mm. So, we need God's wisdom. We need God's wisdom concerning this church and this building that he's building. So, what does the scripture tell us? First of all, God does not want us ignorant concerning what he has provided. Paul said, I would not have you ignorant concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. You know, I read that. And the Lord said, I don't want my people, I do not want my people ignorant about what I provided for the work, for the work. Because in Corinth, that there was a problem with people who spoke in tongues thinking that they were more spiritual than other people, you know, that didn't speak in tongues. They forgot about all the other gifts. You know, and Paul had to write to them and tell them, you know, literally speaking in tongues is the least gift. If you want to do anything, if you desire something, desire to prophesy because at least people know what you're talking about. If you speak in tongues and it's a message to the church, there has to be an interpreter. So, so God does not want us ignorant. Say, God doesn't want me ignorant. So God continues to speak to us concerning his church because sometimes we're walking around in ignorance. Some of us know and are not doing. Okay, some of us know and are doing. Some of us know and are not doing. I can't see why anybody in tabernacle praise does not know. Listen to me good. Pay attention because that may be why you don't know. All right. If you sit under the teaching, then you should know about what God has provided for the work. Because it's about the work. Somebody says about the work. Listen to what Paul says. You were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. He's dealing with a specific issue there, you know, uh, uh, that, that dealt with them, some people saying that, uh, you know, because of their association with the con carnal world, with, with being unsaved, being in the world, and, and, and how demonic spirits would move among people and cause people to say some things about Christ that were not true, call him a curse, what have you. If you are led by the Spirit of God, you will not do that. But just let's talk about this. He said, you were Gentiles. One translation said, you were heathens, all right, carried away with dumb idols. God doesn't want you ignorant. So he wants you to be taught because, see, you were in the world one time, all right? You learned the way of the world, okay? You learned hedonism, okay? You, you were cussing and you were drinking and, and you were having all kind of filthy conversations and that was just the way, amen? You may have been well-educated and, and, and you dealt with your intellect. That was the way. It was, still, it was still being a heathen. It was being a Gentile. You were out of the faith. But once you come into the faith, then you need to learn the way of the Lord. That's what Paul is saying here. You need to know the way of the Lord. You were heathens. Now you're saved. God does not want you ignorant. All right? He does not. He wants you to know that he's provided for the work. You are part of that provision. You are part of that provision for the work. You are either a screw, you are either a nail, you are a cement, you are water, you are something. Let's bring it into the realm of the Spirit, all right? He says, um, I'm going to skip down past verse number 7. But the manifestation, well, I'm reading number 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone. It's given to how many? It's given to how many? It's given to how many? Does that include you? For the benefit of us all, I need your gift. I need your ministry. I do. The person sitting next to you needs your ministry. 
all right? The person on your job needs your ministry. Don't keep silent on your job. When the Lord gives you an opportunity to speak, open your mouth and speak. Somebody will come to you and say, what do you think about this? And they'll go a little bit further. Or they'll say, I'm having this problem. I need some wisdom on this. You know, sometimes you can't say the Lord said, but you can give them spiritual wisdom if you know it. For the one is given the word of not wisdom through the spirit to another uh, the word of knowledge to the same spirit to another, faith by the same spirit to another, gifts of healing by the same spirit to another, the working of miracles to another, prophecy to another, discerning of spirits to another, different kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one. How many is each one? All of us, every one of us. So, the Jesus who said, upon this rock, I will build my church, is the same Jesus who gives the distribution of the Holy Ghost to his people in the church to build his church. Say, I am important. The Lord does not want you ignorant about this. But pastor, I can't prophesy. He didn't say everybody was prophesying. Remember, you might be the glue under the rug. Let me tell you what the glue under the rug is spiritually as I see it. Now, this is me and not the Lord. If you are a prayer warrior, you're the glue under the rug. You don't have to be here at the church praying. You can be in your house. You can be in your car interceding for your pastor, interceding for the... Nobody sees you. But I tell you what, the church is built on prayer. And we need intercessors. We need people who know how to go in and pray and fast and seek God. People who don't mind laying on their face. People who don't mind praying all night. Because some of us are going to sleep and we need somebody praying for us. Amen. 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 As much as I pray, I'm going to sleep. Now, I'll pray all night, but it got to be scheduled. <laughs> We're going to have all night prayer Friday night. I'll be, I'll pray all night long. I'll struggle three or four o'clock in the morning, but I'll pray all night long. But on a regular basis, Bishop's going to sleep. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You got to be in your place. You got to be in your place. You, 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 if, if you love people and you love Talking to people and speaking to people and making people feel good. Maybe hospitality is your ministry. Get in place. And I didn't read anywhere in the scripture, I don't think I did, where it said, wait for somebody to come and ask you. I've given the gifts. All right? Point number two. All right? Oh, well, I just talked about it. Everybody has a ministry. <laughs> And everybody has a place, all right? Oh, let me back up to point number one, okay? Because this is important. When he talks about we were all heathens, what do heathens do? You know, heathens get mad, they fuss, they fight, you know, they, they, they cuss one another out. You know, they do stuff that doesn't bring glory to God. Paul said that's where you once were. Now you've been saved. So you know what? In the body of Christ, what there should not be is any murmuring and complaining. Shouldn't be any fussing and fighting, not in the body of Christ. That's what we did when we were unsaved. Scripture says, do all things without murmuring and complaining. Do you think God meant what he said? Now go forward, okay? Everybody has a place. Verse 7 says, God is given, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of us all. Verse 12 says, for as the body is one and has many members. Well, verse 11 says, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. God did not overlook you. He did not overlook you. He's distributed something to you. What are you doing with what he gave to you? What? What? 
if we wait, you know, you know, sometimes I, I look at things and I look at, you know, what, what I like to see done. You know, if we wait until we have 20 people in a Sunday school class for somebody to volunteer and teach, we're going to miss the one that's important. One of my first cousins said that in, in, we were talking about discipleship and she, in that church. Uh, she said, well, you know, we, we just cut out discipleship because people weren't coming. She said, we'd have two or three, and it wasn't our decision. It was the whatever their counsel is. That is just cut it out. I said, well, what, happened? what about the two that were coming who might have been able to double and reach others? You see, we think it's unimportant when there's only one or two people come. How many of you have seen me teach Sundays to teach Bible study with three people? I preached to three people. I was invited to the church to preach one night. Only three people showed up. Do you think I preached? I preached like I was losing my mind. Because God didn't call me to preach to, just to preach to a hundred of people. If he only sends one, that one is important because that one might go and win somebody else. See, we, 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 we've been fooled by what we call, quote, unquote, great ministries. And we say, God has called me to the masses. Somebody prophet said they had a vision that they were prophesying to thousands of people. Well, baby, before you start prophesying to thousands, you need to prophesy to one. And you need to have somebody judge your prophecy. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says let one prophesy and one judge. And all y'all people who believe that you shouldn't judge anybody in the church, you're off base. The Bible didn't say don't judge. He said get the, get the beam out of your eye first so you can see clearly how to get the speck out of the other person's eye. That's the context of that scripture. You know what? People to prophesy today, they don't want nobody judging them because they think if the Lord said it, and I know the Lord said it, it got to be the truth. But the Bible says, so when, when did the church, how do I say this? Listen, when did the church get away from the authority of the word of God? Does the Holy Spirit speak apart from the witness in the Word? So just because I said God said it doesn't mean God said it. So when I prophesy, somebody needs to judge. Y'all listening? I said, we need to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto us. And now we got all kind of stuff happening in the church. There's a new word from the Lord. Sit down and wait till the Holy Spirit speaks. and then. But you got to be really led by the Spirit of God. And those judging you need to be led by the Spirit of God. Because some people in the church don't know what it is to be led by the Spirit of God. Y'all still here? And so God has, you have a place in the body. There's no need for competition because everybody has a place. Everybody has a ministry. I do not need to compete with Sister Baxter about being over the ushers. I don't need. All I need to do, if that's what God has called me to do, fall in line, put on my uniform, show up on the Sunday I'm supposed to usher. If I got corns on my feet and they're hurting, cut them off before I get here. <laughs> cut the corns off. Put on some flat shoes. Get in my place. There's no need for a competition because everybody has a place. Everybody. One day I was looking at this and I said, God, I have all of these and this is a compliment because I have all of these intelligent people, trained people, 
that you've given God. What am I doing with all these people? How can I put them in place? But, but you got to want to be in place. And you got you to gotta want to make sacrifices. And you got to want to push through when it seems like you're being pushed back. And that's key to ministry because sometimes you're gonna, you're gonna, it's going to feel like you're being pushed back. You know, and so you got to want to push through. Amen. You got to want to push through when nobody shows up. Hmm. We have pastor's prayer call on Tuesday night. Sometimes the pastors don't show up. Guess what I do before I get off the call? I pray. Just me on the phone, praying on the phone. Because that's where I'm supposed to be. Sometimes there's a pushing back. And it doesn't have to be from people. You got to understand. Oh, if we would understand that the devil is our enemy and the devil is the one pushing back. He may be influencing people. He may be using people, but he's the one pushing back. So I got to be willing to push through. It's a pushing when 20 people show up for worship on Sunday morning. And I'm wondering where the rest of y'all at. But do you think I'm not going to preach? I'm going to preach. Al Carter here telling daddy, dad, it's time to get on the keyboard. Picture tuning up. <laughs> Thank God for children. <laughs> Woo! There's no need for competition. God expects us to be unified. We are one body in Christ Jesus. We're to endeavor to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So when that's pushing back, I got to push forward. I got to press my way. I got to push in. When I, sometimes when I don't have the energy, God, the Holy Ghost will give me the energy. Last thing. Last thing. All right. Thank you, Minister Brown. We must align ourselves with God's order and God's work. Alignment. You know what alignment means? <laughs> the word alignment means place or range in a straight line. Straight. Why do I need the word? Because that's the only way I'm going to find God's order. Are y'all listening? And I got to get in line. So I got to line myself up. I must align myself with God's order, not my order. With God's work, not my work. That's why he has gifted me, so that I can get in this straight line. I may not be at the head of the line. I might be middle ways. I might be at the back. But, I, but I've got to get in line. I've got to get in line because this is God's work. The, the, Jesus said, I'm building my church. This is my church. I didn't give it to a bishop or an apostle. I did not give it to anybody. This is still my church. I still give the Martian orders. I got to get in line. I got to get in line. I'm almost done. So then, Getting in line means that the eye can't say to the nose, you're not useful. We don't need you. The hand can't say to the foot, you're not useful. The hand needs to keep its place in that line and allow the foot to get in that line. All right? And then the foot has to have the mind, I'm going to get in line regardless of what anybody else says. Y'all got that? I'm going to get in line. I've got to align myself with God because this is the Lord's church. Y'all sitting there looking at me like, Bishop, we know that. Well, if you know it, then do it. Get in line. Every screw, every nail. You know, when you, when you order things today, you got, you got to assemble it. They have the holes for the screws. And even in the wood, they have a little piercing in there, so you don't have a hard time putting it in. And they give you the, if it's different screw sizes, they give you the, if you try to put the wrong screw in the wrong hole, it's not going to go. Get in line. 
We need to align ourselves. And this is what Paul is saying to the church at Corinth. This is what the Lord gave me for you today. The church needs to come in alignment with God's will, with God's way. Amen. Every hand, every foot, every toenail, every fingernail. Amen. Whatever place you hold, get in line. When you're in line, the work will go forward, utilizing the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has given you. God has given you. God's wisdom for the gospel work. God's wisdom for the gospel work. When you read on in that chapter, he says, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all you know, workers, you know, they're different gifts. Get in line. Get in line with God's work. Don't just sit down and do nothing. Don't just hold a title and do nothing. Don't just waste time coming to worship. Get in line. You know, I can see, I can see a baby in Christ only coming to worship. But I can't see someone who's been in the Lord 10, 20, and 30 years only coming to worship. There's work to be done. 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 Work. So God doesn't want us ignorant about what he's provided. He's provided for the work. He's provided. Everybody has a place. There's nobody that's left out. We just need to line up and start working in the kingdom. The fourth scripture says, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all of your might. You see somebody... And they seem like they're doing three and four and five different jobs, and you can do one of them and say, can I help out? Let me help out. I want to be involved. You know, hearing you say, I want to be involved, is much different from me coming to you, asking you, and you're like, well, Bishop, I don't know. Amen. Let's stand.